It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it is time for another NFL in London podcast. Wade McElwain and Ryan Cull are here for you. Hello, and we are back. What a first week. Uh, What a first week. Sunday fun day. It was so good. What was your favorite, Ryan? Tell me your favorite moments of Sunday fun day. My favorite moment was the um, was the doink um, in the Pittsburgh game. Oh God! So there's so many bad I kicks. Love, I love a good hard doink. You know, I could. <laughs> I love that sound that it makes. I want it to be my like uh, whenever I get a message on my phone. I want the, that doink. Yeah, that well, Chicago was known for that for a while, but it's a frust. That was a frustrating game. We double could- doink. I don't want a double doink. That's just pretentious. I want one doink, nice and hard. Uh, we could start with that game. Fair. That was a frustrating that game. That one, although the uh, last, yeah, the last. Let's just start with the, that game. Let's yeah, we can start with that one. Joe Burrow uh, intercepted out the wazoo in this game. Pittsburgh defense. T.J. Watt looks yeah. like he's got a torn pec, and then Mitch Trubisky with little heroics. It was a kind of a crappy game. Did, did Cincinnati just didn't uh, didn't seem like they were ready and they were injured and they just didn't seem to be ready. It just was, yeah, it was a, such a weird game. Again, you win, you lose the turnover battle five nothing, and you win the win that have that many turnovers and it took you and you couldn't even win. Like you got the extra point blocked by uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, which is just awesome. You never see that happen. Like yeah. when that shit used to happen in Madden, you'd be furious. Oh God, yeah, because be, it, it would happen a lot in Madden, but it happens once every decade in real life. Right? Like you'd be fair, you'd be like, I've never seen an extra point block to save the game ever. Almost like, I don't think I have many in my life probably to see many extra points. Only Madden, yeah, you're right. It's only Madden, harder. yeah. But um, to me, that game just was hilarious. It was just one of those always crazy week one games. Um, it was my favorite thing was also to see uh, good old Scott Hansen back behind the red zone. He, having him, watching him for the whole, uh, having him back. I love red zone. That's all I watched all day. Um, but to me, man, like Joe Burrow, just again, they were supposed to have fixed the offensive line. He yeah. got sacked almost as much as before. He was getting hurried. He was just throwing up some bad passes. It didn't really, it didn't really make sense what was going on. It was just one of those, just before again, he did have the appendix out. So maybe it's a bit of rust because he did miss the last couple of weeks of practice. Um, you saw some rust in a lot of places, but to me, like Pittsburgh just looked kind of nothing. And now that you've lost TJ Watt, potentially to a pectoral injury, like it was just, again, I just don't see how they're going to be able to move the ball. Like uh, Najee Harris said, that foot's going to come back every week to bug him. They're not going to be able to, to get through that. And Mitch Trubisky was fine, but if he keeps playing, like there's no reason he should have won. Or loss. I think so that game should have been a tie. It deserved to be a tie. That's, yeah. uh, but, but it was just one of those. I think the big disappointment to me was just, again, the T. Higgins going out, which really hurt them. It was just lots of injuries. It was it was just an ugly game, but it was fun to watch. It was one of my favorite games I've watched in a while because it was so like the Iron Eagle call of what is happening mm-hmm. is that maybe one of the best uh, best calls of the week. It, it was frustrating. It was a doink of a game. It just, like, I just remember, it's just, it was, it was a, on. No, the whole game. It was just, it was just a, like Trubisky, 21 for 3,894 yards. Uh, it's not really anything. And I mean, only came alive in the second half. Both teams, you just sort of go, ooh, you're both not looking good. Like you're both, both weak in the AFC. I wasn't impressed by either of them. And that game was a doink of a game. Um, no, but the Steelers get the victory. Yeah, you just hope it's rust for Cincinnati's sake because 
there's, there's, there's the Super Bowl hangover. You know, there people talk about always it the reason. Super Bowl hangover. Let's go. So, let's go from doink to slosh. The slosh game, the the game that no one thought could could win. That the the much vaunted yeah. San Francisco 49ers and that defense, and of course Trey Lance. Everyone was talking about him. Jimmy G is benched, and gosh darn it, look out, Chicago Bears. You're no good. You're gonna have the worst team, <laughs> the worst record in all of football. Your offense sucks. Justin Fields sucks. Your defense is not the same since you traded all the way. And whoopsie daisy, what happened? It's a wet game. But Bears defense, holy macanoli, we stepped up there and Fields improvised, got the ball around. Bears get a 19-10 victory. Uh, 49ers went up 10-0, and it was all Bears after that. Yeah, it was such. I think two of the things I noticed is that that Bears, that field, that stadium needs to go. It's done. You're watching a stadium literally crumble before your eyes. Oh, gosh, yeah. That field was horrific. Did you see the sidelines? They looked like a guy who failed a celebrity uh, sobriety test. Was doing it. It's all well, the field held up all right. It was a lot of rain. It, it was, was a lot like a, of rain. It was, one of it was like torrential rain. Like you would see it coming down. It was a lot of rain. So I don't know how many fields would deal with that anyway. But it is yeah. the Soldier Field? Yeah, it was like the the rain equivalent of the Wind Buffalo game last yeah. year. It was just it was just an absolute mess. But again, it was just kind of the worst situation for Trey Lance to have to start with. You know, at first, right before the game, you know, George Kittle's out. Then um, Elijah Mitchell goes out, my running back. Gone eight weeks now <laughs> with an injury. Fantasy so, reality. Um, we already started. So it's like, oh, yeah, football's back. All my fantasy dreams are already crushed in week one. Um, but, yeah, I just think, again, he did not look good. He, he looked skittish. I guess the rain did make it worse, but. You know, he just wasn't, it didn't look comfortable. The Bears D did get to him a lot, but I just think it was an impossible game. Like even Fields struggled, but the Bears did a great job. I think, you know, defensively, they did everything they had to do. And they just, I think the pressure just got to Lance and they just kind of waited for him to make mistakes. And then the Bears pounced when they could, because, you know, they were down a bit early and it didn't look like the Bears could do nothing in that first half. No, they were hapless. They couldn't really do anything. They couldn't put anything together. They, They didn't look like they were really, believing in their calls and then when yeah, Fields started to improvise good about my bet at half i'll tell you that i was feeling good about my bet yeah i was I, I knew i had faith and then as soon as we started whooping it uh yeah the bears chatter online started going so good victory for the bears how about a game another game for the nfc very exciting game 38 35 for the philadelphia eagles man jalen hurts is just ripping it uh but you, you just couldn't count the detroit lions out you know philadelphia builds up this lead um they get themselves going bunch of rushing touchdowns um and it was an exciting game uh when you when you put together 73 points to, between two teams what a great and exciting match this was yeah it was it was one of those weird ones because it started out like like yeah philly was up so much and you're like oh detroit but that's kind of what detroit did last year they did this a couple of times like rocking down 20 24 and then they just chipping away i remember they did it one of the last weeks of the season um, and Amon Sam Brown got like three touchdowns. Um, yeah, I think Philly, yeah, they look great. I think AJ Brown just looks like a beast out there. Like, this looks like a man amongst boys back there with the corners, just like a tank to take down. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts looked good. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't look like he, again, it was a great first opponent to play, but, you know, it's just one of those things. Detroit just doesn't give up. I think they got someone in DeAndre Swift. I think he played great. He's going to be a beast this year, I think. 
He's going to be one of those guys that can win you a fantasy league, like top five running back, I would say. Again, the problem is you got Jamal Williams who's stealing all his touchdowns. Um, well, but same on me, Philly, three-headed running yeah, backs on Philly, too. To me, what I'd be worried, if I'm Philly, it's like I, my defense worries me because, you know, mm-hmm. giving up 35 points to Detroit, you know, they don't even have Jamal Williams, their first-round pick. When he comes back, like Detroit, could, if he comes back this year, she probably won't. But to me, Philly's defense is what worries me. Luckily, he's in the NFC East, which is an absolute bit of a train wreck. So they should be uh, pretty much a cakewalk. But I think it was just a great first step for Jalen Hurts because everyone's expecting a big year from him. And from a fantasy perspective, he did what you wanted. He ran, threw some touchdowns, and just played great. So good win for Philly, but they should never have let Detroit get back in it like that. No, no, he lit it up for me in fantasy. And you're right. They they had the lead, and, and it's on that defense to choke and hold it. Um, Jared Goff is not that much. And when you look at a lot of those plays that Detroit was able to make the coverage, you're just like, Jesus, what are you doing? Like you leaving these guys wide open, you're leaving so many gaps. And, and, and that's how, you know, it was Detroit was able to come back uh, a game that was, uh, boring and was tied was the, uh, AFC South, the, the much vaunted return of Matty ice, uh, and Houston Texans, yeah. Davis mills. Um, this game, oh man, it was a nothing game, really, wasn't it? It um, yeah, it was, twenty to twenty it tie. It, it just, it was just, you know, the Colts rallied. They were down, and it was nice to see them rally to come back. Um, but you know, it, it was a tough, it was a tough uh, miss field goal as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, again, like halfway through the game, you're thinking, man, like Matt Ryan's actually a downgrade from Philip Rivers, and all this. It just felt, it just did not yeah. feel. Like he there was, was no connection. Okay. It felt like there was no I, synergy. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor wasn't just busting off runs. And I think it was it's just it shows that um Indy doesn't have that other weapon. You know, they have, you know, I think everyone's putting so much pressure on Michael Pittman Jr. to become like take this next step. But if he doesn't, they're in a bad spot at mm-hmm. receivers. And again, Matt Ryan needs that. He needs a better tight end. He needs he's he needs weapons to succeed. He's he needs not gonna speed, he needs something at yeah. that end. So if I'm if I'm Indy, I'm a bit concerned of at my receiver at my receiver card because Michael Pittman played well, but if he's going to get blanketed by you know your best corner every week, he's going to need someone else to step up. So it's kind of like he just went from an Atlanta situation to another Atlanta situation, really with a better bit better defense. Yeah, I like mean so. Matt Ryan, thirty-two for fifty for three hundred and fifty-two yards and one touchdown. Um, and Davis Mills, 23 for 37, 240 yeah. yards. Two and then Lovey Smith is doing the old punt for the tie, which is yeah. just hilarious. That that play, I guess I guess the idea is like a, lo- a tie is better than a loss. And yeah, it is true, but it's just so weird. It's just so un-American. Yeah, well, it was such a tie. <laughs> it was such a like wah-wah. And it was just, uh, man, it was such one of those games that you're just like, Jesus. Uh, another one of those games that that ended, thought was going to be like that was the Browns and Panthers. Uh, it looked, a, you know, to start with, everyone thought this game was going to be fired up. Um, you know, Brissett was looking not bad after the the, the start of it. Um, and then Baker able to rally and get his guys back. But uh, able that long field goal in the end by by the Browns puts, puts overtime out of reach. Um, this game was a, a tough game. But again, it's one of those you kind of wish you would have seen it more like in week seven when they were more seasoned and hardened a bit as opposed to just feeling each other out. It's, yeah, I, it was disappointing. Baker disappointed me, man. That's the game you've got to come out and win, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've been taught, like, in your head, you probably thought you are just going to come out and put five touchdowns on him. And to just come out and just, like, again, they know him. Like, they've practiced against him every week. So 
they again the crazy part is how do you not utilize Christian McCaffrey more? He had like no, he had like 10 carries, if that, barely passed it to him. He had to kind of make all the work himself. It just felt like Matt Rule again, like just another disappointing game plan. This guy's gonna be gone very quickly, it seems like. And uh, to me, the Browns, again, just, again, Joe Kobe Brissett didn't really do much. I think they don't have a lot of weapons. I think it's just basically Chubb just showing he's still one of the best running. Chubb and Hunt, detective. Yeah, Chubb and Hunt, the detectives, are finding the end zone for you. And the reward, yeah, you, they get, you get a ball. They both, they both run. Everyone gets a ball. Everyone gets a ball at Chubb and Hunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, again, as long as they just do their thing, they're going to be fine because, again, they have a very easy schedule these next few weeks. Um, but I wasn't really impressed by Cleveland. It didn't. It wasn't like, oh, my God. It was what I expected. To me, I was more disappointed in Baker because you got to beat your old team that did you like that. Like, if you're that dog that everyone says you are and it's like you play better pissed off when you don't want to play Baker angry, it's like, well, I guess you do. It's yeah, kind of the I do. same. Yeah, it's like – Making the manager at Chick-fil-A angry. It's like, so what are the worst things that could happen? Uh, not yeah. a lot. Um, so we'll move on to another game. It was quite interesting. Carson Wentz uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, 28-22 in this one. Commanders, the commies. Uh, Wentz, there was a couple of interceptions. But he also was able to put this game together. It was a really weird game. Trevor Lawrence did not look good. Um, and, well, and moments, it is moments like they moved it all right, but then every time they got in, like Travis Etienne had a bad, had a rough first game, yeah. you know, had a, bad, had a bad fumble, and it got absolutely rocked on another one. Yeah, it felt like Jacksonville like, just had it, had this game, they just kept moving it down, they yeah. just kept being their own worst enemy, and it, it just let Wentz kind of you know, he got four touchdowns, I think he had four, yeah. he had four, yeah, he did, he had four touchdowns, two, two bad picks, but you know, it's Wentz, you're gonna get those. Um, and just looked like again at Dotson again looks like a great pick. He had two touchdowns, so two interceptions. They, two, you know, yeah. like, not a, they got McLaurin, like they got some weapons. So again, if, if Gibson, they get McKissick. So if Wentz can actually just step it up, especially now, I think the the NFC East is definitely up for grabs. Like if I'm, I wouldn't say Philly was that much more dominant against Washington if they played Washington. I don't think. I think that'd be a much tougher game for Philly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the pieces, the, the the commander's defense uh, seems to have some issues. Wenso, uh, 27 for 40, 41, 313 yards, four touchdowns. The two interceptions, he had a 101 rating. Um, and Lawrence, 22 42, uh, 275 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 75. Considering, everyone, considering everyone's expecting like Wentz to be thrown out of the league after this year, yeah, that's a promising start if you're a Washington fan. You got to be happy with that. You didn't get that from Heineke last year. No, you didn't. Uh, so it was an all right start for the commanders, but against the Jaguars. So, you know, it's an easy test yeah. to start, but they, it's the commander's true. defense that worries me. Getting hot, getting hot is where it got hot in Miami. Bill Belichick uh, planned. He, he put everyone down early. He said, you know what? Let's get everyone down early. Let's let's uh, get everyone ready. And they and they still got whooped by the Dolphins in a sweaty day uh, to a 270 yards and a touchdown. The little ninja uh, throwing it all over Mac Jones. Two at 23 for 33, 270, one touchdown, one uh, 104.4 rating. And Mac Jones, 21 one. for 30, 213, one touchdown, one interception, 87.2 rating. Mac Jones got smacked around in this one, though, too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like the Patriots, I mean, who the, were they Were they calling the plays off of the mass singer? Like, what? where were they well, coming from? Well, Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator, so it does yeah. feel that way. Yeah, they just look bad, right? Ramon J. Stevenson couldn't do anything. It just looks like a team that, uh, again, 
doesn't have a plan this year, which is weird for Belichick. Like it's either like he's doing again, because because it's Belichick, you always think there's a, like this hidden plan. Like maybe after that like game against Buffalo with Josh Allen, he's like, I need a new QB. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to tank this year yeah. so I can get, because maybe he wants next year. Uh, because it feels like he's sabotaging his team. And now, especially if uh, Mac Jones is out for any time, or any time, um, you know, they're going to be looking at top five pick probably because yeah. Mac Jones is not for like 10 weeks up Brian Hoyer coming in with what to throw to who like they have no offense. The defense isn't even that great. Like Tua was fine. You know, he had, he had played to Waddle who has the best um, touchdown celebration. Oh yeah. No, he's so, great. You, you like to get the Waddle and then the crowd gets into it. It's always great. And, uh, the crowd does the Waddle. It's fantastic. Oh, the crowd. And it's that uh, you'd want to be part of it just for the Waddle, just to see him score. I want to do the Waddle. And in Madden, you, you want to use that. You, you got to make sure I'm in Madden. If I ever played it, I would only play it just to, just to see that. I'm going to start drafting them in fantasy from now on. Just see, so can and just so you can see if they have the, the, the waddle. Um, yeah, I think Belichick, I think you're right. I think he's almost checked out. Like, it's like, he's just going, I'm on my boat. I'm on my boat. Leave me alone. And then, and then he'll get right, leave me alone. I'm on he, my boat. You know, like he's mentally not even there. He's just on his boat. He'll get a good QB next year. And then everyone will be like, see, he was playing chess last year. He he, he'll probably just retire. Purple. When Tom Brady retires, he'll retire. It's like some sort of, Dorian Gray, you know, the old Belichick on the wall just sort of goes well, off as 70, well. Something, he's 71 years old, so it's got to be near the end anyway. Yeah, but his yeah, girlfriend. If I'm a Patriots fan, I'm worried. And for me, it's fantastic to watch. Uh, but I understand. I've been in this position where I had to watch Kelly Holcomb and Nathan Peterman. So welcome to our world, Patriots. Uh, I'm a Bears fan, so uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. But yeah, yeah this, is, this is life, man. Um, so we'll move on. Speaking of life, what's life like as a New York Jets fan? And clue, uh, it's not very good. Um, Baltimore Ravens beat up on uh, 24 to 9 in this one. Uh, Lamar is back with no contract. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. Tucker again looking good in this one. Jackson was able to throw some deep balls. Joe Flacco. Uh, but Lamar finishes 17 for 30, 213 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Flacco, 37 yeah. for 59, 307, one touchdown, one interception. Yeah. It was what you kind of expected. That to me, that the fact that the line was only six and a half, I thought was crazy. It felt like it should have been like twelve. I still would have bet it. Like it just felt like again, we've seen Joe Flacco. He's not going to be able to do much. There's just no again. I think the Jets D actually played quite well for most of the game. And I think mm-hmm. it just then eventually just got tired because the you know the offense can't move it. So Lamar had a good game. I didn't think he had like the best game. I thought he had a really good game. But again, he just did what he does. He had a great deep ball. Um, to Bateman. So again, Baltimore just took care of business. I feel bad for the Jets, to be honest with you. Like every year it's something that starts off this way. So hopefully uh, Zach Wilson come back because no one wants to watch Flacco. I don't want to watch Flacco. I I blame the Taliban for whatever happened. But yeah, no, I mean, look, Michael Carter, uh, 10 carries for 60 yards, averaging six yards. I mean, so the running game is there for the Jets. There's some some other things. Eh, It's just getting the pieces together. I don't know if it's Flacco, but uh, you know, it was a good first beat up for, for, you know, you get the, the appetite wet because now, you know, Baltimore, you see the rest of your division and go, ah, there's some whooping to be done here. We, we could do some whooping. Uh, another game that, man, a little bit of a surprise. Saints over the Falcons, 27 to 26. Marcus Mariota, could he be the dream that everyone is hoping for? Uh, coup, man, he is. He's on my fantasy no, team. He's my he was at 18 points in one of my leagues. And cuckoo coo to me. 
Um, but, uh, you know, new coach and, you know, Atlanta looks surprising. Jameis Winston, 23 for 34, 269 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Good for you, Jameis, 111 rating. Uh, Marcus Mariota, 20 for 20 for 33, 215 uh, with a 79 rating. Um, you know, it was Cordero Patterson, 120 yards. A lot of people who thought, ah, oh, maybe it's not going to be. Uh, but I I, he's on my team, but I benched him because I'm like, ah, is Cordero? I, I noticed that, that, yeah. Defense, against that defense. But yeah, yeah I, I just felt like it was an Atlanta having that classic Falcons loss. Where you're like, oh man, they blew it. Like they had this game, you know. Yeah. And then Michael Thomas came back. He just kind of took it over. Two touchdowns, you know. Yeah. Even Kamara wasn't playing well at all. Like he hadn't really done anything all game. Fantasy yeah. dud. Um, so to me, it was just Atlanta's game to take. You know, even in Kyle Pitts, like everyone was like, Kyle Pitts is going to blow the league off. He had a classic Kyle Pitts game from last year, like 39 yards. Drake London was not bad. Five, uh, five yeah, receptions, good- 74 yards. So. You know, it's, so that's um, what I mean. So I think if I'm a Falcons fan, like that was definitely a good, a great week one performance. You know, great one, great start. How hard you know, to lose at the end. And if you're a Falcons fan, you got to think we should have won that game. We should have beat them. Uh, so if I'm, I find them. If I'm Saints again, you feel pretty good. I'm a bit, I'd be a bit worried about my D giving yeah. up that many points. Um, but especially to Mariota, which again. But I'd be happy. I again, Saints got that one and zero. They needed that, so it was a huge comeback. So good, good for Winston. But he needs to be better early. So you know, yeah. when you when you think the two games that were close, or at least there are a few of the games that were close at that time juncture, the choice between watching the Saints and Falcons and watching uh, the the Bengals Steelers, it, it just wasn't like it was wasn't a difference. Like I'm just right on the Falcons. It was it was way more exciting. I'm. Um, I think if it's got to feel good for the Falcons too, because, you know, Jameis rallied, you know, you're able when you're, that's what you need in a quarterback. When your team is down, you rally your team and that's what you want in a leader and, and good for him for being able to put that together. Um, one leader who couldn't do that um, was Kyler Murray. Um, as Patrick Mahomes came in late a beating, like he should do on his brother, um, a five touchdown beating that should smack a TikTok all over Jackson. 44 to 21 in this one. Um, Kansas City Chiefs just looking phenomenal uh, in this one. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, they just look great. Again, all the worries about is Mahomes, what, what is he without Tyree kind of put that um, to bed. But the one thing I thought that, what, that I heard about it when I was watching is that Mahomes is the best quarterback against the Blitz. And apparently, mm-hmm. Arizona Blitz over 50% of the time against them and gave up like four touchdowns, five touchdowns. It's like, what are you doing? This guy's, you saw what Cincinnati did last year in the playoffs. You know, you have to rush, like they were rushing three, dropping back eight. That's all they had. So so yeah. But it's like, my God, who is this plan that just didn't give them a chance. Every time he walked on the field, just walked back and forth. Uh, So again, yeah, they look great Um, again. But I think, I think they're, they were just like, hey, don't forget about us. Everyone's giving the Chargers and the Bills the Super Bowl. Uh, I think they're going to be just as tough. And if I'm a Bill, like even Bills, I'm terrified to play them again. After yeah, no, they that. look fierce. The defense looked good. It was a smackdown. And for a but team that, gonna... uh, that just gave Kyler Murray so much money. Ooh, and, I'd be yeah, worried. and then you got, on the other side, you got Kyler Murray, man. And then you're like, dude, you just got all this money. That was a terrible start. I know you don't have a lot of weapons. Again, you got Marquise Brown at least to replace uh, Hopkins, but especially coming off that last playoff game, all the stuff in the offseason complaining 
uh, the homework contract that came out and all that money. And then that's the game that comes out in week one. So it's going to be and again, with a bad defense. I just don't think Arizona's a good team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, and to me, now they're going to be wondering if this if this is going to be a trend going on for the next couple of years because they got a lot of holes they're going to need to fill and not a lot less money when that contract kicks in. So if I'm an Arizona fan, this is that was like worst case scenario because yeah, what no. you wanted is Murray to come out and throw five touchdowns and show you that he's worth every penny, and he did not do that. He did not, and uh, it showed what the what the money is worth uh, on both sides of the coin. You know, here's what you get, and here's what you paid for. What paid for uh, New York Giants, uh, what paid for them was going for two, and it paid off. Uh, New York Giants over Tennessee Titans, 21 to 20. Uh, Dable uh, in the dressing room afterwards. Um, fantastic celebration afterwards. Um, yeah. Both yeah. you and I said the Giants would, were, were going to play this one tight, and we were both right in this one. Uh, Giants got a victory in it. Yeah, and it was such a great like decision to think about. Like So many coaches – would have uh, would have just kicked and gone to a potential chance to go to overtime, but it still would have given them then the ball with the chance to go kick the exactly. field goal. So it was the absolute right call, and I think for a team that the Giants, who like the last five or six years have lost every week one, just in mostly humiliating fashion, um, and sometimes terrible like unlucky fashion, but. To, for him to just go and say, listen, we're going to do this. We're, we're a giant. we got nothing to lose. He's in his first year. He's not going to get fired, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it just showed faith in his team. And and now they got Saquon Barkley back, who looks like he was a oh, couple geez. years ago. Oh, just came out absolutely rocking. Played one of his best games of his career. So if they can get – but then the problem is they got Daniel Jones, who, again, didn't look amazing. You know, he, you need to see more out of him. You even saw Dable just kind of – yelling at him at one time so i thank god they got barkley but dable's kind of, you can see the team with that celebration was great you can see that they bought in they love this guy so and good for the giants well done giants nice emotional victory for them and maybe um <clears throat> daniel jones needs to make like yeah, a devil. It just shows you again from the tennessee side like it just tennessee's just not i don't think yeah they showed down year. henry and and you know ryan Tannehill was showed for what he is doesn't have a lot of tools in it you gotta so. worry about henry you know you gotta worry about it. maybe this is just one of those things but well you can't rely on tennessee you can't put the whole team the on him either team. you can't put the whole and team maybe on maybe you guy. shouldn't have traded aj brown maybe you shouldn't a lot of what ifs a lot of what ifs also hit uh, another nine o'clock game and that was what if uh, you traded away Devontae adams how how would the packers play uh, it turns out not as good, not as good, <laughs> especially when you're watching him on the other channel going, oh, my God, did you see that catch Devontae made? Um, Green Bay Packers lose uh, to the Minnesota Vikings 23-7. Uh, to 7. Vikings just stomped on them. Um, this game, Aaron Rodgers could not connect. Critson Watson, uh, Watson dropped the first pass, uh, 75-yard bomb. Justin Jefferson was the story in this game. Uh, J.R. Alexander could not cover. No one could cover Justin Jefferson. Uh, Vikings put on a show. They can run. They can throw. They've got defense, and they shut down the uh, Green Bay Packers in Epic. Yeah, it, they're a fun team. Yeah, man. Jefferson looks like Moss, like cool. back in the day. Like he's just wide open, just kind of almost like toying with the defense. Just mm-hmm. every chance he got, it was it was incredible to watch. You're just sitting there. Um, but yeah, to me, it was it was just one of those things. I think to it was no real surprise that uh, Minnesota's offense plays like that. They kind of always play like that. Usually they'll have a 
disappointing game every now and then mm-hmm. cousins in prime time but yeah man it's just to me it's like hey Rod, this is what everyone warned green bay about like you neglect this receiver position you lose one of the best in the game who was great in oakland today yesterday or the other day so um yeah and again Rodgers doesn't is not patient even though the ayahuasca probably may should have made him a bit more patient he did not look like a man in, in control of his emotions on the sideline he looked like a guy who's pissed off that is his rookie receivers are dropping beautiful passes right off the bat. Um, so, if, and again, Aaron Jones wasn't really utilized as much. It just felt like, it just felt like a weird game for the Packers. Again, they did it last year where they, you know, 38-3, they lost to the Saints and then came back, had a great season. So if, because it's the Packers, I won't really worry about it too much, but it, it was a little bit concerning. If, if I'm Green Bay, I'd like, man, we got to start looking for some receivers. Yeah, no, it, it felt like a, one of those long family car rides where um, the kids in the back just won't shut up and they keep making the same noises and dad just wants to get to the destination, um, but the kids won't play along. And that's what it felt like. He just felt like a pissed off dad. Uh, they couldn't get anything really together. You, the running game, Minnesota, I mean, they're good. They're, a, they're a, a good team, but once Green Bay faces a great team, you wonder how bad the beating could be. You think about week one when what the Saints did to them it, and not having that Devontae factor makes a big difference. You can't just chuck it to Sammy Watkins and expect him to make a, a blazing midfield catch. Um, so troublesome, but good for the Vikings. <clears throat> we talk about then Derek Carr in a, in a struggling game, but Justin Herbert and company looking fierce. Justin finding his tight end, finding everyone. 24 to 19 in this one. Uh, the statement of who's better in the AFC West was quickly shown in this one. It was the Chargers. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, yeah, like Herbert looked great. He looked as good as he's always looked. Um, they had, had Khalil Mack look just fantastic, coming in three sacks, just all over his old team. You knew he was going to do that. Again, especially with that Oakland offensive line, which is going to be a problem for them because, it, you know, Carr looked a bit shaken. He looked a bit, you know, he's at best when he has a lot of time and he can just pick you apart because he's so accurate. When you put a bunch of pressure on him, it's going to be uh, a lot tougher. So, again, if I, I was disappointed in Carr, I thought he could have played better. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's got injured for the Chargers, so that's going to be tough. But for them, that's a good first week one win. But, again, they still kind of almost chargered it. Like they, the Raiders were in it to near the end to, again, have a chance to win it because Chargers couldn't really put it away when they had the chance. So, um, again, tough game. Those games are always going to be like that. So they're always going to be kind of back and forth. So hopefully Raiders car has a better game next week, but Adams looked like he was worth every penny that they traded. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's a tale of the tape when it comes down to the quarterbacks. You look at Justin Herbert, uh, who was 26 for 34, 279 yards and three touchdowns for a 129.4 rating compared to Derek Carr, who was 22 for 37, 295 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions 69.1 it was the interceptions and turnovers you know that las vegas just showed that lack of discipline and and yeah. you know the turnovers but trait. also the, the 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 beast of that defense of the chargers as well coming alive putting a lot of pressure on them so you know still three turnovers is not you're never going to win a game with three turnovers um yeah. so you three uh, three points is let's have a hand a hand for the dallas cowboys who got three points but they lost to the buccaneers 19-3, to Tom Brady. Uh, he, took the, he took the fam away to the Bahamas, apparently. All is good. Shut up, all of you. Uh, but Dak Prescott, all is not good. All is not good in Dallas. All is bad in Dallas. Well, and all is not good. Yeah, it was one of those weird games. Again, like you had 
Micah Parsons looks fantastic for Dallas. Dallas's D looked great. They held Brady yeah. to 19 points, which is a huge win, especially since Dallas mm-hmm. gave up so many points last year. And again, Brady lost another offensive lineman, which is not going to make him happy. Um, even Godwin, I think, tweaked something or he hurt his hamstring in the game, so he might have to go down. Uh, but again, losing Dak now for six, again, even before that, they were playing terribly. They couldn't do mm-hmm. anything. Again, CD Lamb looks like he's we just anointed anointed him as a number one, and it just hasn't happened since they got rid of like Cooper. It just like he barely did anything. It's like one catch for 19 yards. And now losing Dak six day weeks and Cooper Rush. And the Cowboys like forever have never had a backup quarterback. It's like they always forget, and all their quarterbacks get hurt. Romo used to get hurt all the time, and it was always the worst backup quarterback. So, again, now they're Cooper Russian. They don't even have anyone. They would last year they had Danucci, right, always playing. Just absolutely terrible, terrible team. So now they're, they get what they deserve. So what are they going to do? Trade for Jimmy G? Maybe. Probably. But then That's we, what you wonder. If, or if San Fran's like, like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. I don't know. Yeah, but they might need him now, so they might not be so easy to trade for him. So... Yeah, but um, then Jimmy G is he's going in as another backup. Why does he why does he want to go as a fielder? Dallas, if you're Dallas, man, and we got to sit through a lot of Dallas primetime games. So if they're gonna be this crap, it's gonna be a long season for uh there's gonna be some bad ratings where people are gonna be turning off Dallas games because no this, one's gonna want to watch Cooper Rush. Well, this rating, this 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 was like a 26 million rating. It was one of the highest ratings in network there television without Dak. in the ages. Yeah, it's just because it's football, and people wanted football, and it was Sunday night football. America loves football, and yeah, uh, even with Dak, it was Tom Brady too. But huge, you know, it's um, pretty much most of the NBA. You can put five NBA games into that, and all the WNBA. Um, final game, uh, man, we'll talk about this one. It was last night, and everyone thought Russ would cook, uh, but the problem is, if you get matches wet, they don't light, and uh, it turns <laughs> out they didn't light up. In Seattle, but Gino, Gino knows what to do. Gino knew what to do. He threw for two touchdowns. Uh, Seattle Seahawks beat the um, Denver Broncos in a slow one, 17 to 16. Uh, Russ not looking good. Uh, 64 yards could have gone for the field goal or uh, fourth and six. You try to go for it. Um, geez. And then, you know, uh, lamenting the call. I don't Man, know. I, I don't still would have like, kicked. It was a terrible call. I would never have kicked. First of all, I have some experience with, well, not experience, but Brian, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was Doug Marone's offense. His offense was terrific during that era. They never, they always had, they were always the most conservative offense you've ever seen in your life. And Nathaniel Hackett, who's, he was Aaron Rodgers's offensive coordinator. Like that, to me, that doesn't tell me anything. Right. So mm-hmm. no, Peyton Manning's offensive coordinators never got jobs. You know why? Because everyone knew Peyton Manning did all that work. Yeah. You know? And we saw it with Adam Gase. Adam Gase was Peyton Manning, and he got two jobs off of that and ruined two quarterbacks. Like everything he touched. He... So to me, this is another situation where people look, oh, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. It must be his offensive coordinator. It's like, no, it's Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. who does it in spite of your crappy offensive coordinator, who now is your coach. So um, how you could give Russ 245 million and then go to your kicker at the most important part of the game is hilarious to me how they could do that and justify it. That was he's gonna look back and be just ashamed of that call. That was cowardice. And Russ was still through for 340 yards. He was moving it all over the field, had the weapons, and he's playing at his home like the whole thing. He moved because he 
Russ always wanted to cook and he always got clipped his wings and he goes first game back. Same thing happens. Yeah. Clipped and cooked. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, not the best homecomings uh, or the, the best retribution games for, for both quarterbacks. In fact, uh, a, great a great story for Gino. A great story for Gino. Great story for Gino. 23 around. for 28, 195 yards, two touchdowns, and a 119.5. Great. There you go. Great. Great Gino. start. He's the Rudy of our generation. Keep it up, Gino. I know you can do it all season. Everyone pick up Gino. Drop every quarterback you have. If you have, um, you know, Stafford, drop him. If you if you have Justin Herbert, drop him. If you have Mahomes, <laughs> drop him. Pick up uh, Geno Smith. Um, so that's it for the games, man. Uh, exciting week one. Very exciting to get this going. The feeling is here. It's it's like when you mentioned about Scott Hansen, it feels like when the Christmas tree is up. You know, you know, it's it's the holidays, and that's it. You just the Chris. Oh, it's the holidays, and hearing Scott Hansen's voice, it just feels like the holidays are here. So that's yeah. it, everyone, for our uh, week one review. What a great week one it is. We'll be back in soon, very soon, with our week two predictions. There's so many good games in this one. You get Chargers that's... and Chiefs in the Thursday game. I know. Bucks right? and yeah. Saints. Um, Falcons-Rams could be an interesting one. And, of course, you got Bears-Packers late. Uh, and, uh, and the Bills already have their first bye. But, oh, no, it's against the Titans. <laughs> Folks, thanks for listening to this episode. Stay safe and God save football.